This is an election 2020 special edition of In Indio. And now your host, Rick Wise. Jeff Stone, the state senator from our 28th district, resigned and accepted a position with the Trump administration and the Department of Labor. Governor Newsom called for a special election to fill the vacant Senate seat. That election is March 3rd, the same date as our state primary. There are three Democrats and two Republicans vying for the open Senate seat. In reality, there are only three viable candidates. Republican Melissa Melendez, Democrat Elizabeth Romero, and Democrat Joy Silver. I invited each of these to appear on the show, but only Joy Silver agreed to be interviewed. So on the line today, I have Joy Silver, Democrat, who's running for the open 28th District California State Senate seat. Uh, welcome, Ms. Silver. Hi, thank you so much, and thank you for having me today. I appreciate it. So as I understand it, you currently live in Palm Springs. That is correct. So why don't you give us a little bit of background and uh, how and why you got involved in politics? Mm-hmm. So um, uh, the first thing that I think would be uh, important for people to know is that I have always been involved in, um, in political uh, initiatives, but I never ran for office before, at least not until I became aware that Jeff Stone, who was a Republican, was representing our district. And most of this, inf- this kind of information came to me uh, after the 2016 election. I have worked for many Democrats, Democratic candidates, uh, in the field to get them elected. But after 2016, uh, people were quite upset. And so I decided the way we could make our biggest difference would be to work very locally and had found out that we were underrepresented here in Riverside County for the Senate District. And I found that uh, Jeff Stone had some extreme ideas, but not only that, did not fight to bring back his fair, our fair share of resources back to Riverside County in order to support the programs that were very important to us. So I, I took that step out to, um, to run for office and came very close, three points behind him, and, and he had been in office for, I would say, maybe 25 years. And so I think that was a testament to the changing demographics and also to the changing values and need for representation that we have in Senate District 28. Now, Rick, I don't know if you know this, but the district itself is 6,000 square miles. And that is so big that you could put the state of Connecticut in it and have some room for Delaware. And so it goes from the Arizona border through Idlewild all the way down to Temecula, which is just about short of San Diego County. So it is a very big district. And I have been running for now for about three years and have been able to uh, visit and be part of all of the um, the different sections and, and areas, the geographic locations in the district. And I've been able to find out what their priorities are and what, what they would like to be represented and what, what their priorities are and how I could best represent that. So one of the criticisms that, uh, or observations that our people that listen here send in to me to ask you is, they thought the last election that you did not campaign or uh, outside of Coachella Valley that much. Uh, is that a fair mm. observation? And if so, do you have plans to reach out to the more conservative areas of the uh, district? 
Uh, well, that's an interesting uh, item, and that would be interesting to find out who that came from or the source of that kind of information, because the strength of my campaign is actually in Murrieta, Temecula, and Lake Elsinore. And so I've spent an inordinate amount of time and continue to do that. Fast I had a kickoff for my campaign in Temecula, uh, and most people there have worked with me very hard uh, throughout that particular part of the district. So I'm not sure where the source of that information was, but I think it's kind of a misinformed. I would love to have somebody from Temecula on the line with us right now that could talk to you about that. Uh, but I have spent a lot of time out in the Western District. And indeed, I was um, uh, endorsed by the Temecula Valley Dem Dems, the Southwest Riverside County Dems, the past Democratic clubs. So all of those clubs have, were very familiar with my work with them. So do you have... you? I think you lost by two or three percentage points. It was really close, and I think it was a, really close. A lot of Republicans in the area, in the district, were quite shocked that you came that close. What are your? Yeah, I think that. So. What are your plans to get two or three percentage more people to vote for you? Well, one after the um, after the twenty eighteen election, uh, I I filed for the twenty twenty two election to begin looking at the areas where the votes uh, could come in and where those voter-rich areas and where there were registered uh, uh, Democratic votes and moderate and independent. And by the way, Rick, uh, on my campaign, there are moderates, there are conservatives, and there are independents that are active members of my campaign. So I do want to let you know that part. We, we've pulled it all together, actually, because people are quite upset with what's happening in Washington, D.C., and so it's kind of brought everybody together to move forward and to make sure that California remains strong and, and becomes even stronger than it is in the face of what's happening uh, from the, the administration in Washington. So in that, in that analysis, um, I, we began programs on a county level to reach out and touch those voters who had not been engaged during the 2018 election. And so I was part of that field plan and also uh, uh, was part of the program at, which included door knocking and engaging voters that had not been uh, engaged before. So this was part of the plan for 2022. I think it's stepped up a bit now, but the work that we had done after that campaign will pay off, I believe, for this next election. Do you believe it might be easier this time not running against an incumbent? I'm not sure that an election is ever easy, and we can never take anything for granted. But I think that inevitably the person from the Republican Party is, is very extreme. And I think because of her extreme views, uh, we will see more of a coalition uh, on the, um, the non-Republican side. You know, it's interesting because even people who had called themselves Republican have moved away from that term and have become independent. We see that in uh, the 42nd with Chad Mays, for example. Right. So I think we're in a totally different time period now where the term Republican and the term Democrat are, 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 are very different than they ever were. Right. Now, do you plan on taking your campaign right to San Bernardino? Uh, for people not knowing, uh, probably the top Republican running is uh, Melissa Melendez. And I believe she's, is she a county supervisor or a city supervisor? She is assemblywoman for the 67th. Okay. She lives in Lake Elsinore. 
Uh, interestingly enough, uh, the um, on city council in Mike Elsinar, Tim Sheridan is a council member there, and he is an endorser of my campaign, and is working with me also on this campaign okay. to uh, for the Senate district. So we have a lot of strength there, including two people who ran against her for the assembly there, and have been working very hard to move it to um, uh, to the election uh, to flip that area from. Uh, red to blue, and so they are also a part of this campaign and have a very good knowledge of that particular area. Okay, so what do you believe are the top issues for the 28th or the state of California? I think there are three issues that we can talk about right now, and one of them is to uh, tackle the climate crisis by creating more renewable energy and a long-term sustainable solution to fix the Salton Sea. Uh, that would be uh, primary because uh, re the renewable building a renewable energy economy also means training and education for the jobs of today. And so that's a very critical piece. And, of course, we have to ensure that we have clean water, clean food, and clean air. The second big issue and would be that Riverside County, of course, needs more affordable housing. And that is something that I am actively involved in an affordable housing developer. And so we're bringing more affordable housing right now to Riverside County, and I've been working on that uh, for the past uh, two years. So that's something that I have a, a very good knowledge of what it takes to get that happening. And, and within that affordable housing uh, development of more uh, for working families, it also are, is the creation of transitional housing and supportive services so that we can move and, and uh, have more solutions for the homelessness crisis. And that homelessness crisis is something that the entire, um, the entire country is seeing, but we can do our, our part for Riverside County and make it better here. And then the third thing is that we, uh, we need health care, accessible health care for all. Nobody should have to choose between seeing a doctor or eating. And so it's very important that health care is accessible and affordable for all, but also, Rick, that it includes long-term care. Because that's one thing that people don't necessarily talk about, but that issue of taking care of seniors and those with disabilities is very critical to the whole aspect of health care. Okay, so uh, why should we vote for you? I believe that uh, Anna... Novenic, I don't know, is that pronunciation correct? And Elizabeth yeah. Romero are running against you as Democrats, and Melissa Melendez and John Schwab Jr. are running against you as Republicans. So why yeah. should uh, voters vote for you? So here's the thing. I've been on many boards and have worked with people of all persuasions of, of political philosophies and beliefs. In my, in my experience as a businesswoman, as a senior care provider, as a, an, a, a, as a housing developer, I have actual experience in doing and providing services and creating jobs and businesses. And having experience and having, you know, having done things and having the experience in these areas makes me a very good candidate for legislation that actually works. I think one thing that happens, uh, uh, that, that happens and can happen, it's actually a challenge, I think, is when legislators create legislation, sometimes they don't see the ramifications of how that legislation may play out because they don't have the experience 
actual experience of doing and providing those services or products or businesses. I have that. I have over 20 years in medical and mental health services, another 20 years in, in housing, senior care, and, and, and development, and creating business. So having that experience makes me the candidate through good times and through bad. I have had I have that experience, and I think that's what makes me also a good candidate, the, the better candidate. Also, Rick, six thousand square miles is a big district. I've been through it all. I've spent time out there. I know the priorities, and I've been I've been talking to people for almost three years. Okay, now this is a special election. If I understand the rules correctly, if one of you receives over fifty percent, you're elected, and you don't go on to the finals. Is that correct? That is correct. Now, with what, five or six people running, do you expect to get over 50% in this first round? Or? Well, that is our goal. Oh, and, okay. Uh, and our goal is to get 50% plus one so that we can uh, win the election and go on to serve out the, the, the term uh, that, um, that, Mr. Stone has left, that Mr. Stone has vacated. So I think it's a very critical... Uh, position. I think that we need representation. We need to bring our fair share of resources back from Sacramento to get things moving forward. And um, that is our goal. Now, do you believe that having your this election the same uh, on the same ballot as the Democratic uh, presidential primary will that help? That it. I think it will help. I think it'll bring more people to out to vote. Um, I think that uh, we are in uh, uh, the, the crisis that we're in in this country today has made people much more politically aware and astute, and I think that's uh, that's what's important right now. That more people are active than have ever been, and I think there'll be more propensity for voting than there has ever been, probably in our history. Okay, so uh, is there anything else you'd like the voters to know about you here in closing? Yes, um, I my background, Rick, and I don't know if you know this. But my background is um, I'm a cop's kid from the working class. Um, I went to a state university and a public school. And I know what it means to struggle to make ends meet, but I was also the kid that was out on the street uh, due to um, uh, uh, my mother did not accept my orientation. And so I know what it means to be out on the street and, need, and be in uh, need of, of some programmatic help like Medicaid and food stamps. And because of the short time that I was able to uh, have that kind of help, I had no family support. Um, I was very focused. I became a fighter and, and to this day stand up for injustice everywhere. And so I will be that candidate that, can, that will stand up for our district. Okay, great. Joy Silver. Uh, I imagine you have a website if people want to learn more information about you or contribute to your campaign. Can you tell us what your I website do. is? You can find me at www.joysilver4california, all spelled out, joysilver4california.com. And you can find out more about me, and you can donate to the campaign as well. And there's one thing I want to say, Rick, let's finish what we started and flip this district from red to blue. Okay, that's Joy Silver, Democrat, candidate for the 28th District of, uh, of Senate in California. Um, I just want everybody to know that all the candidates have been um, asked to join the podcast, and Joy is the only one who has responded. So the invitation's out there for all of the rest of them if they want to come on. But thank you so much for being with us today. Well, Rick, I think what you're doing is important, 
and I'm always happy to talk to people who want to know more about how they can get involved and how we can make a difference in California and keep it strong. Thank you so much. Thanks so much. Again, you must return your ballots by March 3rd. But really, don't wait until then. Vote today. The postage is free. The future of California and the 28th District is in your hands. I'm Rick Wise, and this has been a special election 2020 edition. Until next time, see you in India. This has been a Wise Words production. You Jung producer, and I'm Gary Bushkin, your announcer. Wise out.